Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. some things that you can only learn the hard way. There's just no easy way to suffer, is there? I mean, suffering is awful. And yet, many times we learn things that are invaluable and, we, and th- that we couldn't learn any other way. There's, there's no way to, to put down deep roots, to have deep faith without going through some storms, without going through some suffering. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way. In today's edition of Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert shares that there are certain things that you can only learn in times of hardship. He'll remind you that during those seasons of suffering, your faith and your understanding of God can grow to depths you can't reach otherwise. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 8 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Storms are a part of everyday life in South Florida, right? Bad thunderstorms. I remember one year we drove out of here. Elizabeth and I had a, uh, I think it was a homeschool conference that she was going to, something anyway, in Orlando. And we we left our house with, you know, the kids were small. We drove straight from here to like Kissimmee, I want to say, three and a half hours. And when we checked into the hotel, the the guy behind the desk, he kind of chuckled. He said, trying to get away from the floods, huh? And I said, what? (laughs) Leaving the floods. I'm like, what floods? He said, the floods in Miami. He said, you haven't seen the news, have you? I said, no, I've been on the highway for the last three and a half, four hours. And he said, well, apparently after you left, the bottom fell out. They called it the no-name storm. We had eight inches of water in in, in our garage. When we got back a couple of days later, I could see the water line in the garage. It's the only time that had ever happened. Just as quickly as it came, it went, but it flooded neighborhoods like mine. Storms happen. Storms happen. They're not supernatural, necessarily. Matthew calls this one a great seismos. That's the word. Tempest, the Greek word that he used, seismos. Does that ring a bell for anybody? Seismic, earthquake. This was significant, potentially catastrophic. And I think it was deliberate, not on the part of the devil. I think it was a deliberate decision by Jesus. He took his crew right into the middle of this mess on purpose. Why? To teach them. To bless them. Do you understand that quite often he blesses us with affliction? 
He blesses us with hardship and difficulty. Jesus did this on purpose. Do you understand he did not intend to do them harm? But they thought he did. You see what I mean? They thought they were going to die. How can you sleep through something like this? Get up, help us, we're going to die. That's what was going on in the boat, right? And Jesus stood up and said, why are you afraid? Yeah, exactly. He looked up and he's like, chill. And everything stopped. One word, listen, one word, and the the Bible says there was a great calm. And now, these men that were in the boat with him marveled. Point number two, we learn to trust the Lord Jesus through these horrible storms. You know, there's some things that you can only learn the hard way. There's just no easy way to suffer, is there? I mean, suffering is awful. And yet, many times we learn things that are invaluable and and that we couldn't learn any other way. There's there's no way to, to put down deep roots, to have deep faith without going through some storms, without going through some suffering. You even see it in nature. You know, when I was a little boy, my dad was, uh, he grew up on a farm. He always wanted to farm. And so he always had a huge garden, you know, like a quarter of an acre or something. He usually fed four or five families. But he, he would go and, and, and buy a bunch of tomato plants, and he would bring them home, and still in their little, you know how they come in those little tiny things, you can get them at Home Depot, you know, the little tiny things with the tomato. But he would take those tomato plants and put them out in the direct sunlight and leave them there until they began to die. When they began to wilt, then he would bring them back in and he would baby them a little bit. You know, he'd water them, he'd watch them, he'd take care of them, give them partial sunlight until they began to come back and get green and, and, and look, you know, alive again. And, and then you know what he would do? He'd put them right back in that direct sunlight and do it again. Now that was confusing for me. It was like, why would you try to kill these tomato plants? I thought, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love tomatoes. And I, I asked him about it. It's like, why do you put them out in the, why don't you just go, why don't you just go ahead and plant them? I don't, I don't understand. And he said, son, Tomato plants need to be distressed and strengthened before you set them out. Otherwise, they won't be any good. They won't survive. Isn't that interesting? It's true about a lot of things, by the way. If you want to know how to pick a really good wine, watch for the drought years. Because when there's no water... You know, if California has a, has a serious drought, or Italy, or France, or what, you watch for the drought years, because when grapevines are distressed, and they don't get enough water easily, they have to go a little deeper, the grapes are sweeter, the grapes are better. You get better grapes if they've been distressed a little bit. 
If you've got a tree, I remember years ago, you know, we, we, um, we had two big avocado trees in the backyard, and, and they, they really weren't doing well. And I don't know, you know, that I sound like I know a lot about plants and farming. I don't. So I called a tree expert, you know, to come tell me. It's like, how do I save these big avocado trees? Because they seem to be diseased. They seem to be unhealthy. I don't know what to do. He came in and he looked at them, and he said, you just need to prune them and fertilize your yard. I said, seriously? He said, yeah. Just prune them real well. Fertilize your yard. That's all they need. The next year, we had so many avocados that we, I mean, it was just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of avocados. I kid you not. I mean, we, we harvested all we could harvest off those two big avocado trees, and, and then Hurricane Katrina, followed by Hurricane Wilma, harvested the rest and eliminated the avocado trees altogether, just blew them down because they were so weighted down with, with avocados. But they, those trees needed to be pruned. A lot of healthy limbs had to be cut off. It had to go through some distress in order to become more fruitful. You see this illustrated in nature. Sometimes God is going to take you through some ugly stuff. And through that, you'll learn just how faithful and trustworthy he actually is. And it won't be a theory for you. It won't be something you think you know. It'll be something that you can personally attest to. You see what I'm saying? good friend of mine many years ago went through a horrible, horrible time. I mean, a period of, of, of a few years where, you know, he ended up having to file bankruptcy. I mean, just such a difficult time in his life. And one day he called me. He, he said, you know, I, I've known Jesus since I was a teenager, and I, I've never doubted, never, ever struggled with doubt until now. My faith has always been strong until now. And I said, No. Your faith has always been shallow until now. And now he's blessing you with a hardship that's going to force you to put down deep roots. And when you come through this, you will know what you know about Jesus. The first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details His birth and life, His ministry, and then His death. But it also tells you that He rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, He's alive today. Your Savior lives, and you can rejoice in that. As you listened to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter, too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Find links at mainthingradio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under about at mainthingradio.com to learn more. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in for Main Thing Radio.